0: Welcome to BYU Radio's Big Stories, a show dedicated to the incredible tales surrounding the opponents of the BYU Cougars. I'm your host, Cleon Wall. The University of Texas's alma mater song is all about accountability. The eyes of Texas are upon you all the live long day. The eyes of Texas are upon you, you cannot get away. In today's episode, we will tell the story of one Longhorn who has lived a life of accountability while battling cancer now he's trying to help others become accountable at the start of their cancer journey. I
1: knew that if I did die, I'd done everything I could to beat it. I'd owned my own journey. I'd set an example for others through my journey and I'd lived a life with purpose.
0: Let's get to know Bill Potts. He
1: would describe me as a guy who is, uh, is, is very in, in, in love with his faith, who's in love with his family, potts is also in love with the texas longhorns you should see my closet uh so full of the longhorn gear but uh, yeah you don't i don't i don't want to miss any of the big games uh that texas plays uh, largely football
0: the houston native had teenage dreams of marching around memorial stadium as a trombone player in the longhorn band and he fulfilled that dream even if he was the 42nd chair of 43 trombones.
1: We had to march from the band hall into the stadium, which is a big deal. You come in and there's over 350 of us making a lot of noise. We play all throughout the game as you as as you hear when you watch these games, it's nonstop. But the halftime was actually a little nerve wracking because you don't make a mistake uh, at the college level uh, when you're performing and our our halftime performances were very complex. So we'd practice, 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 practice. And then once you finish the halftime show, then you were relaxed. But then after the game, you would play a concert for the fans as well. So it it was awesome. If you can imagine being surrounded by that many people. uh, And at the University of Texas, the fans love the Longhorn Band. So to be a part of that was pretty exciting.
0: The band gig also allowed Bill to feed into his fandom of Texas football. He has fond memories of some big games.
1: Yeah, nighttime game against the University of Arkansas and the University of Texas. We set up extra bleachers and the end zone, nationally televised game. And that was the most nervous I've been, the most excited I've been to a football game, because at that point, that was the biggest crowd uh, they'd ever had at the stadium. Subsequently, they added seats. But uh, yeah, it was it was raucous. It was loud. It was exciting. It was a big rival. And it was awesome, albeit uh, Texas OU in Dallas is a pretty cool one too. My college life was full. It wasn't just the band I was involved with. I was involved with the band for one year. I started doing a lot of other things from intramural sports to being on committees and clubs uh, helped put on the first five k uh, that uh, that they held on campus. It was idyllic, really. it was uh, I, I wouldn't have changed a thing about my college time. It prepared me really uh to be an adult i went in as a kid came out as an adult and what that set me up for quite well was how to advocate for for myself uh, how to manage my own life how to manage my own journey and really take charge of my life and if i'd gone to some small school where they were keeping an eye on me maybe that would have been different
0: the lessons he learned at texas would serve bill Potts well in the future especially after the husband and father of three visited his doctor in 2002. I went in thinking I
1: just had a benign tumor on my thyroid, and so I go in to see the doctor, and, yeah, he tells me that you, you've you got thyroid cancer. I literally went to the bathroom and
0: physically got sick.
2: In the cancer world, thyroid cancer is very treatable.
0: This is Bill's wife, Kim Potts.
2: And you can usually take care of it, but you hear the cancer word, and um, that was just kind of shocking, but... Um, Both of us kind of have an attitude, well, this is the information that we have, so now we're going to have to do something about it.
1: So I went through surgery to have my thyroid removed, and then I went through radiation ablation treatment, which is using iodine-131, which is the same radiation that came out of Chernobyl. But less than a year later, they called me into the office, they'd done a scan, they said, your cancer's back. I'm like, there's no way how could my cancer be back? I, I've been radiated out the wazoo before I could leave the hospital. I went to MD Anderson in Houston and got a second opinion. They told me, Bill, no, not only is your cancer not back, we're not 100% sure what you went through was even needed. And Cleon, that's when I woke up to the fact that I need to own the cancer journey. I need to take charge of it. I don't need to just listen to what the doctors are telling me, but I need to make my own judgments, do my own homework, and make my own decisions about what I want to do.
0: His resolve was put to the test in 2008. Bill found a lump below his right ear. A biopsy revealed that he had lymphoma.
1: So I get in my car, and I haven't told this story before uh, uh, out loud. I get in my car, my phone rings. I haven't even talked to my wife. And it's the pastor from our church, Pastor Bob, who has called me I think twice in my life. And he goes, "Hey Bill, how are you?" I'm still in my car in the parking lot of of the doctor. I Said I'm fine. I was like, "Why are you calling?" He said, well, "God told me to call you." I'm like, "Okay." I said, "Here's what's going on." And so I told him I'd been just diagnosed with lymphoma and and so we talked through that he prayed for me and at that point cleon i knew in my cancer journey who had the ball and that gives you the kind of confidence to really walk through that journey
0: bill would need every bit of confidence he could get because the bad health news just kept coming and coming
1: this number sounds kind of crazy but i've been diagnosed uh, with cancer Uh, six times. So I've had thyroid cancer. Uh, I've had lymphoma four times, currently have prostate cancer. So I'm dealing with two things. I'm dealing with an incurable lymphoma, which is currently in remission. So that will come back.
0: Why is the lymphoma Incurable. Yeah, depending on who
1: you ask, there's somewhere around 61 different versions of lymphoma, which is a cancer of the immune system. So some of those, some of those lymphomas are the 61 you can cure. Uh, my, my version just happens to be one they haven't got figured out yet. But I've been in remission as long as five and a half years and as little as 11 months. So we keep having to change the treatments to try to beat the cancer. So they're getting progressively harder. There is a cumulative impact of all the treatments that I've been through and all the surgeries I've been through. So uh, I'm trying to hang on and stay in remission as long as I can because every year that goes by gives the potential for new treatments and potentially a cure. If you look all the way back to that experience with the thyroid cancer and the radiation I got, we'll never know for certain but it's pretty likely that the lymphoma came from the thyroid cancer treatment.
0: Bill continued to fight back against cancer, and his family was by his side every step of the way. Bill has mentioned that you've pushed and pulled him to get to the finish line of cancer treatments. What kind of things have you done to help him out?
2: Oh, you know, sometimes I don't even know what they are. Sometimes it's just... um just constantly being there and, and being that support, sometimes listening as we went along, that um, there's just nothing more important than being there, even uh, even if you don't do anything.
1: She's been fantastic. Her faith is really strong too. I don't think she ever thought I wasn't gonna beat it. Y- you, need, you need a team with you to beat cancer, not just the medical care team, not just not just the friends team, but you need that family team to support you. And, Clint, I, I hit the jackpot with her. Truly a match made in heaven.
2: Bill is, um, his attitude is infectious. He exudes positivity because it's, you know, it's one thing you can control. I could always rely on the physical piece, you know, will come and go. But mentally, he was always, in my view, rock solid. When I saw that little uh, crack in the, what I we call the armor. That I think is when it seemed real.
1: September 17th, uh, 2020. This is happening during the COVID pandemic when things are crazy. I've got a cancer of the immune system. My chance of surviving COVID at that point, uh, once I started, uh, the treatment was only 45%. I woke up from surgery in the recovery room at Mayo and I was having an emotional breakdown.
2: I I had just met with the surgeon. Everything went fine. I'm like, oh great. They got it out. We're good to go. We'll get started on everything, here we go again. Um, but I kept waiting for them to bring him out.
1: It's just Jen, the nurse, and just me because your family wasn't allowed in. And she comes and holds my hand and she goes, Bill, I, I believe God puts angels when you li- in your life when you most need them. I, th- I think today I'm your angel. I'm like, okay. She's like, what's wrong? And what I said, Cleon, Surprised even me. I told her that I think I thought I was done. I really wasn't up for the fight anymore. So she smartly called Pastor Tanya, who came in uh, to my room and had actually met her before the surgery. I gave her my life story. She gave me hers about why she was a pastor at Mayo and why she wanted to deal with cancer patients like me so we keep talking through this and and what we did is we really helped me reconnect with all the reasons why that i needed to fight for my family uh, for my friends for my work which is making a difference and then she said two things that had such an impact and she goes bill if the only reason you fight you need to fight to make god proud well, I never thought of it that way. And she wraps it up. I'm good now. I've quit crying. I'm ready for the fight. My, my perspective has changed. I, I, I call that a miracle in my life that I went in one hour from wanting to give up to wanting to give my best effort at fighting. And she goes, hey, Bill. I'm like, what? She goes, you need to turn your pain into purpose and write a book to help others and and, and and God works in such interesting ways to kind of guide you in your life. And when those words came out of her mouth and, and I looked her in the eye and I agreed to do it, I knew
0: that's what I was supposed to
1: do, that I had a new purpose.
0: The book is titled Up For The Fight, Bill's goal to empower cancer patients and their families in their journey with this potentially deadly disease.
1: If there's only one thing they take away from it, is to own it. The same example that we gave when we talked about University of Texas, what it taught me was to own my life. You have to own your journey like you own your life. To get second opinions, to pick your medical care team, to understand the medications that you're taking and the side effects that they have and to understand the clinical trials that are available, to understand what the future outlook looks for your cancer is to really do your homework like you would in college. This is a test that making an A
0: on could be the difference between life and death. An entire chapter in the book is dedicated to death. Bill writes that people need to think about dying and talk to family and friends about it so that they won't be surprised by it when the time comes. Death has influenced how Bill Potts lives.
1: Every bird, every butterfly, every flower, I see all these beautiful colors. I I, I hear the kids playing. I I see the birds flying over. I, 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 I value relationships more. It's also strengthened my faith in immeasurable ways. The potential for dying helped me guide me in what's kind of the secret sauce uh, of life. It's about loving others and, and helping others. I think I have that unique uh, perspective, having gone through this so many times, that has made such a positive difference in me, and hopefully I, I can I can share that perspective with
0: others. Thanks for listening to BYU Radio's Big Stories. This episode was produced by Nathan Cannon and me, Cleon Wall. Music and post production by Kevin West. Make sure you watch BYU TV's Big Stories by logging on to BYUSN.com. Big Stories is a production of BYU Radio.